Okay, we go to Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tonic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and all and the evil. Therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Now, you know, anyone who has gone through Matthew chapter five, to eight will know that these are the same thoughts and ideas, but not in the order they were given in Matthew chapter five. But it's not about the order, it's about the weight mm. of the revolution that our Lord Jesus Christ is bringing to natural behavior in these teachings. Love your enemies. Now, we have to be careful to distinguish between the evil and the people who do them, okay? That's why we try as much as we're able to pray against the evil and pray for the conversion, the repentance. And sometimes we add chastisement onto repentance of those who perpetrate all this evil. Sometimes we call for a judgment that will purge them of evil. Because this is what our Lord Jesus Christ taught and practiced. On the very cross of Calvary, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. <laughs> I remember I said this in a certain place, and one man jumped up and said, 
Of course, they knew what they were doing. There was no need to say they didn't know what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. But now, you know that they didn't know what they were doing. Because uh, I think it was either Peter or Paul that said, if they knew what they were doing, they would not have crucified him. Mm. So our Lord Jesus was correct. They didn't know what they were doing. Because by crucifying him, they established what they were trying to destroy. Do good to those who hate you. That the way the Apostle Paul put it in Romans 12 was, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I think it was 21. Yes. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, it is this commitment to counter evil. It didn't say accommodate evil. No. Counter evil. Don't, don't be a, a, a reservoir that uh, receives evil. No. Don't receive evil. Counter evil with good. That is... Um, some people will say, I'm doing my best because I've not retaliated. Yes. But then you saw opportunities of good for them. You blocked it. That's a retaliation. So that's why if we really rose up the church, all of us, to, to practice this, the world would have changed long ago. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. You know, it is very important not to get into any campaign of calumny with anyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they're saying about you. You know, and I must learn not to respond. Or do your best to still be nice and talk well of them, even though they talk evil of you. So these are not easy things to do, but these are what we are called to do. And that's why we need a lot of grace, particularly if we find ourselves in situations that are very trying, To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. In other words, they've taken advantage of you. Okay? Reach out to them in a way that says, it's okay. You know, because they might um, be feeling, oh, they've really hurt you. <laughs> But when you respond with kindness and goodness, they become ashamed. So 
it is obvious that there's a lot of injustice on the earth. You know, Mandela proved it that when he came out of jail after 26 years of injustice, he had no bitterness. That's awesome. Oh. He had no bitterness. And that's what made it possible to begin the experiment of democracy in South Africa. Because the man was, he did not have bitterness for his 26 years of incarceration. So these are the real challenges of Christianity. They are the real challenges of Christianity. You know, going to church, fasting and praying, all those are good. But this is where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> when we find ourselves in a situation where we have to pause and say to him, Lord, how do I respond to this thing these fellows are saying and doing? And then the spirit will grant you the grace. At least if you cannot do good, don't do evil. In other words, if you cannot turn the other cheek, don't slap them back. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So this is the real challenge, you know. Now, from him who takes away your cloak, all these things have cultural implications because um, this taking away a cloak, these are pledges, you know, for, for borrowed money and stuff like that, you know. And when you don't pay, you know, the, the, in the Old Testament, the Bible was speaking about the, the, the poor that are left to freeze in winter because they borrowed money. And the man they borrowed from have come to take away their, their winter clothes. <laughs> you know, yes. Oh. And, and, and the Bible says, this is horrible. Oh. This is horrible, you know. And that's why, of course, um, um, there were also some practices in Israel at the time, knowing that everything returns to normal in the year of Jubilee. You know, fifty years. They will not lend money to anybody close to that year <laughs> because they know, you know, that um, once it's jubilee, he will return to his property, so that he used as pledge. You know, but all those laws were meant to create a society where there are no permanent oppressors. Every, they have lent money to everybody, so they now no own everybody's farmland. You know, so, so some return at the death of the high priest, some return on the year of Jubilee. All those were woven into the law to make sure that there is no perpetual oppression. So, from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tonic 
either. It is important to enter into the spirit of these um, scriptures because, um, you know, I did um, a series, in fact, there's a book, I, I, I published them in a book on the Beatitudes only. Because if you were to do it on the Sermon on the Mount, ah, it will run into volumes. It will run literally into volumes. So, so it is important for you and I to take time, you know, and, and, and meditate on this in the context of the reality of our world, okay? Our Lord Jesus Christ, um, he didn't, you know, the Jews speak about non-interest loans, okay? That's usually, you know? So, um, you know, the, the Muslims copied the Old Testament. That's where it came from, non-interest loans, you know? They say they lend money without interest, just return the principal, you know. And, and uh, all these things are to show um, that we have a kinder society, you know, where people don't feel oppressed, the poor don't feel oppressed by the rich, okay. Okay, so, 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 so to him who strikes offer, the other also, and from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Verse 30 is also very challenging. Give to everyone who asks of you. And he didn't say give them what they asked of you. But he said, give to them anyway. You know, give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Now, these, these are issues that are common, you know. Okay. This, this, some of this has to do with taxes, okay tax gatherers and Roman soldiers, you know, they use it to exploit the people. And Jesus is saying, don't, don't get into a scuffle with them. You can't win anyway. They might end up injuring you or throwing you in jail. So if they come and they want to take away your goods, ah, please just let them go. You know, and he gives us next, you know, the golden rule. Okay. I'm sure you know that every of these single statements, you can write pages on them. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them. Likewise, this is the golden rule. And, and that's what I, in fact, I had cause to say to somebody, you know, does this fellow know the golden rule? 
Does he know the golden rule? Because every Christian, the minimum principle of relationship is the golden rule. And whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them. No, this is the law. This is the prophets. That's what it's all about. Equity, justice, kindness, you know, particularly equity. So if you expect people to treat you nicely, to treat you courteously, to treat you with uh, respect and decorum, then treat them the same way. Even if no matter who they are, whether they're your domestic helps, you, know, so you go to some places that people talk condescendingly to domestic helps. And I'm forever reminding them that they are protected by the Geneva Convention and by the International Labor Organization. That's, that, 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 what that thing they're doing in your house is called work. Mm -hmm. It's not servitude. That's right. <laughs> it is work, they're doing work. So you should not, you know, dehumanize. And some people take it upon themselves to be beaten Domestics, you know, you know, people have been jailed in England and America for beating the house girls uh, mm. they took from there. There was even one house girl. The police gave her a recorder, secret recorder. Mm. You know, not only um, 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 were they physically, the wife was physically abusive because the, the, the husband was making advances. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. And uh, the wife went to jail. The husband ran away <laughs> back to Africa here, or maybe back to Nigeria. I don't know whether they are Nigerian, you know. So the police gave, gave the girl secret. Uh, that's why uh, many people are afraid to take uh, Nigerian domestics, particularly those who think that domestic who, who don't realize that domestics are workers, you know. So many people have gone to jail. Because if you beat them physically, ah, they're going to jail. All these things they do here in Nigeria and get away with it. And that's the golden rule. What things soever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them. You know, no matter who they are. So it is important. It is vitally important that you and I follow these principles. Okay, we'll stop there tonight, you know, because these things are too, everybody needs to take, how many verses have we done? One, two, three, four, five, those five verses, and check in the way you conduct your affairs. While I check in the way I conduct my affairs, whether I am complying to these principles, you know, bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Amen. They strike you on the one cheek, turn the other. And may God help us. Amen. Amen. Amen.